Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Damagala. Today we got a special episode. I'm going to start by talking about the Detroit Pistons. I can't believe it, but we have to mention how terrible this franchise is. Then I'm going to have my older cousin on, Jake Binley, experienced basketball player. We had a great conversation from talking about youth sports, a little NFL talk in there, and then playing our favorite segment, Buy or Buy. All right, so stay tuned. Quickly, I'll do a riff on the Detroit Pistons. Here we go. All right, it's a couple days after the NBA trade deadline, a quiet event, but a franchise worth mentioning throughout this process is the Detroit Pistons. They may be the worst franchise in the NBA right now. You could argue the Charlotte Hornets, especially even in Carolina. The Carolina Panthers might be the worst NFL franchise currently. But our focus is on the Detroit Pistons from their front office staff, recent trades, and draft selection. They are atrocious. Let's look back at some of the the seasons past. In 2018 to the 2019 season, that was the last time they had a 500 record. They were 41 and 41 with their star Blake Griffin who rejuvenized his career and probably sent him into an injury spiral afterwards. They were swept in the first round and they have not won more than 23 games since. Still counting this season, yet to reach 23 this season, probably not going to hit that mark again. So with all these picks, you imagine they're building something strong. I don't know. Let's look at the notable draft picks since then, since the 2018-2019 season. I'm going to butcher his, his name, Suko Diambio. From 2019, the first round pick, 15th overall pick. Right after that season, an out-of-lottery pick, barely. This is as close as you can get. He played two seasons with them and then had a season a little bit after with the LA Lakers, which quickly became waived. He did nothing. He's a free agent right now. A waste of a first-round pick. Next, let's move on to Killian Hayes, the French point guard goddess. Yeah, he's not on an NBA team right now. He was selected first round, seventh overall pick in 2020, and got waived this NBA trade deadline with only 3.5 about season's worth of experience. I think that's all the notable first-round picks, but if we look at any of their second-round picks, nothing is really tracked. Isaiah Livers is maybe the most recent one that did something, but he's now in the Washington Wizards, and nothing came about it. So that takes care of the draft selection, takes care of the record. Um, there's some co- coaching changes. They had Dwayne Casey after he won Coach of the Year with the Raptors, um, and he tried to do something there. He is now part of the front office, and the new Head coach is Monty Williams. Previously the Suns coach. A lot of locker room drama. They don't know if the players liked him. DeAndre Ayton certainly didn't. Um, So he comes after being fired this past season from the Suns to the Detroit Pistons on a record-breaking deal. Monty Williams signed a six-year, $78 million, $78,500,000 contract with the Detroit Pistons. That's an annual salary of about $13 million. That contract goes through. 2028 to 2029 season with options and incentives in that contract that contract can reach eight year a hundred million dollars 
keep in mind, Monty Williams has struggled to figure out how to play these rotations and has also been a part of that 28-game losing streak. From October 28th through through December 28th, the Pistons went on a 28-game losing streak. That surpassed the 2010-2011 Cleveland Cavaliers, the 2013-2014 76ers, um, and matched the all-time mark from the 76ers when they did it uh, through two seasons on the 24th-2015 to 2015-2016. to I don't know if that stat should count ever, but it's worth noting. 28 games with a franchise that you assume is stacking picks, stacking leverage. I mean, at the time, Bogdanovich wasn't too bad. Cade wasn't too bad. Jay Nivey, they have a couple good centers. 28 games. Every team that night was just hoping it wasn't them. We were on vacation in Florida this past winter break, Jake included, which you'll uh, hear from him later on. But we were in Florida, and when our night wound down, I pulled out my phone and we watched the Pistons versus Celtics game in Boston. I didn't imagine we'd be watching a lot of primetime league pass with all my cousins and family members, but we were watching to see if this became the team that uh, lost to the Pistons. If you watched a couple of those games near the end, you could see how hard uh, the opponents were trying not to be that team. It eventually became the Toronto Raptors after an OG Ananobi, RJ Barrett trade where they didn't have many available. But we're watching a team hoping they continue the streak of losing. You're saying about that, if you're saying that about a team, there's a problem. I want to bring up something else too. And. I have to say it. It's Marvin Bagley III. I didn't think I would ever bring him up on this podcast, but it needed to be said. The former second overall, one and done. um, That's not really relevant to this because that was the Kings' fault, not the Pistons. Even though I think the Kings would have—I mean, the Pistons would have made the same fault not taking Luca. Probably. Let's let's flash back to the 2022 trade deadline. As part of a four-team trade, the Pistons traded a 2023 second-round pick, a 2024 second-round pick to the Bucks. Then the Pistons trade Josh Jackson, who's out of the league, doesn't matter, and Trey Lyles to the Kings. Trey Lyles has been a great part of every team he's belonged to. A role player that is essential for the Utah Jazz, Denver Nuggets. Um, he was a player with the Pistons for a little while. Um, Kings. He's jumped around Spurs. He's jumped around. He, he usually goes like two years there, two years somewhere else. Um, after they after they got Marvin Bagley, the Pistons, they then that offseason signed to a three-year, $37 million guaranteed contract. So getting Marvin Bagley, you give away two second-round picks and an important role player. And then after only half a season, you then sign him to a $37 million contract. He plays that year, the 2022 to 2023, he plays that year. Then 2023 to 2024 season comes around. He's played a half season and gets traded to the Wizards. So they traded him with Isaiah Livers, that second round pick I mentioned before, and two more second round picks for Gallinari and Mike Muscala. Nothing you get back is of value. They just waved Gallinari the other day. Mike Muscala, I've got much love for him, but... He's not very valuable. I'm Marvin Bagley is clearly a better player than that. But you take two picks to get him. 
sign him to a bunch of money that eventually you end up don't wanting to pay him. You send him two more picks out of here. I mean, what are these moves? Let's look at what they did this year. So they made a random trade with the Jazz. I enjoyed Kevin Knox on the team. They give around. They give away another second round pick for that. Then they give away Monte Morris. To be fair, who's only made six games so far, shooting the worst I've probably field goal percentage I've ever seen, three point percentage I've ever seen. It was terrible. I think most importantly, we have to look at the Knicks trade. The Knicks get Bojan Bogdanovic, Alex Burks, and Bogdanovic's contract is guaranteed this year and partially guaranteed, which is very likely to be picked up by the Knicks. I mean, years ago. Bogdanovich could have gotten a first-round pick definitely last trade deadline that they refused to give up and wanted to keep with the culture, and Monty Williams throughout the beginning of the season mentioned that they didn't want to get rid of that either. They end up settling on the clock near here for only Quentin Grimes, who's valuable, but the Knicks didn't want to pay him, Malachi Flynn, worthless, Evan Fournier, not worth it, and Ryan Archininacchio. Oh my god, I don't think I've ever said that name right. And then they got two first, I mean two second-round picks back and cash, the Knicks maintain their draft assets as in the first-round picks that they have and build a structured roster that could potentially compete in the Eastern Conference, and we'll get to that in buy or buy. Just those are my thoughts on the Detroit Pistons right now. Very interesting. Could be at the number one spot for worst franchises. Charlotte Hornets, you're close. You're almost there. Um, Kings used to be there. Timberwolves might have used to be there. Bulls, you could say from an, for how angry they might make their fans, even though they have the highest attendance in the league. You could put them in there for how they haven't made a trade in almost like three years or something like that. Detroit Pistons, I don't know how you're going to turn around because I don't think you're going to fire the coach. Kate Cunningham is the only piece that's good that you have to build around. And he's just got to stay healthy too. Interesting process, but that is the last time. That is the last time I plan to talk about the Pistons for the rest of the season. Let's get to this conversation with Jake. We had a great time. More podcasts coming soon. All right. Thanks for listening. All right, it's February 8th, about a couple hours after the most undramatic, probably NBA trade light in the uh, recent years. Not a single NBA All-Star was traded. I remember a couple years ago, I think it was in freshman year of high school, so your sophomore year of high school, where we all thought Jimmy Butler was going to get traded to the Boston Celtics. And so I run out of the gym to check my phone right before practice starts to see if Jimmy Butler got traded. <laughs> Still nothing, and again, this is a complete letdown. Was the Tyrese Halliburton trade in the middle of the season, or was that in the beginning? Of the, I think that was in the middle of the season. That's yeah, it was a trade deadline trade. That's probably been the most interesting one other than, I remember the Kristaps Porzingis trade of the Luka Stacked. And he didn't play that year, but Dennis Smith Jr. was in it, and then they tried to bring DeAndre Jordan in for Kevin Durant, you know, and oh, yeah. all that stuff. But a mellow one. We started off with probably a, in the morning with a Buddy Hill trade, the – least most important uh, player on the team for a Sixers team that is in a weird spot of Embiid out for four weeks and Maxi playing well. I watched him last night. He was sick apparently, so he didn't do well, but all-star appearance there and sent out Marcus Morris. It was a bunch of weird trades from the Sixers. From the Warriors, it was frustrating, and maybe you could say the winner today is the Knicks. 
So I've got my, I guess I should start with that too. I've got my cousin here, Jake, and we're about to run through some buy or buys after this trade deadline. Since it was so mellow, I'm just going to start with some buy or buys that are not kind of related to the NBA trade deadline. Um, you want to give yourself a little intro, a little basketball experience, show them the knowledge of what, what you know, you know. Oh, you're selling me too high here. Um, I guess I played D3 basketball, um, so I have like four years of college experience, you know. Um, and a 1,000-point club for high school. 1,000-point club, 53-point score in a game, still has a semi <laughs> high school record, you know. Really? Oh, yeah. I still, my name's up in the up in the rafters. I got everything. So. Are you serious? Well, I won like – Oh, I'd not retired Jersey though. No, no. <laughs> okay. In the hallways, not okay, the rafters. Okay. It was the T Wolves that'd be in the rafters. But H- has anyone come from the NBA from your high school at all or anything like no, that? No, we have an MLB guy. Uh, he just got traded to the Cubs. Oh yeah, your dad told me about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, he was there when I was there, two years older than me. Um, but NBA, NFL, no, we're we're a wrestling school. Really? Is is Roseville in your conference? Not Roseville, no. You know the NBA player for the Indiana Pacers, Kendall Brown? Yeah, Eastridge kid. East Is that near you? Is that St. Paul area or is that? Eastridge is uh, like 20 minutes east. That's where all our summer league was. Like him. Was all, I mean, we play, I played Courtney once or twice in like summer league and all that um, at Eastridge. I mean, Courtney who? Courtney Brown. Who's that? His that's younger it, brother? That's Kendall's older brother. Oh. Play, I think he plays at St. Thomas. Did or does. I don't know. Yeah. But, trash i played him no he was good he was lengthy he was like six six he could shoot he's athletic all he's good i feel like all these minnesota kids could have stayed in a little bit longer like zeke Naji, you mm-hmm. know him for the denver nuggets yeah i don't know how he got a rookie extension when they barely play him on and off like they'll play him on garbage time and they will play him 16 minutes one night and then not play him for that and they still gave him an extension and he was one and done in arizona i think right yeah and he's then, one in arizona yeah which is weird i mean he, I mean, he filled in for Jokic pretty well, but I mean, when you're not playing like that, sometimes it's hard to get a rhythm. Like, right. your your role is to spell Jokic. Like, it, he <laughs> never got to carve himself, carve yeah. out a role for himself, or show what he's really about. He, I feel like, even mentally, you can't get past that. You're just yeah the Jokic backup. And last year, Jeff Green was even taking her center minutes too, yeah. and and Thomas Bryan and all that stuff, and. Jokic doesn't miss many games either. Yeah. He plays probably like thirty-eight a night. You know. Well, well they keep him around too. So I mean, I, I mean, yeah. it's it's a weird point. I mean, if I were you, if you were him, you could be frustrated too because you're keeping him around. You're giving him that extension, but then you're bringing in guys like Thomas Bryant. You're playing Jeff yeah. Green at the five. When if you're keeping me around, you obviously see something in me. So you should. You can make the argument you should play me more, but. And they might see something. No doubt, they probably see something in Zeke Naji. Otherwise, they wouldn't have signed it. But. Teams, too, are doing this thing where we're not trying to let go of assets for nothing now. Yeah. I think more than ever, and probably basketball, because in NFL, they waive Delvin Cook. I'm like, why would they waive Delvin Cook? Or they waive these players. I'm like, can you not get a reliable trade for it? Is there nothing out there? NFL and NBA are so different. So it's different. Weird. There's cap stuff, yeah. and there's way different stuff, and you can s- stretch a contract or just restructure a contract. I mean, that doesn't happen. It's similar in the sense, like – NFL, you'll you'll sauce like a seventh round pick for a a key contributor yeah. or a guy on defense, offense, or whatever. And you can, and in the NBA, it's kind of similar. Like second round picks are kind of like fifth four, fifth and seventh round picks in the NFL. Oh my You can gosh, toss three yeah. second round picks and get who was the big guy last year, uh, like Jay Crowder. Who? Yeah, you're you're doing they, that they kind of like stuff. Five. Yeah, exactly. They like you're doing five. that for no reason. 
But like second round picks are treated like mid round picks. I just think yeah. it's more common in the NBA, NFL. It's a true salary dump. Like you're oh, like yeah. a guy is a guy is you're getting a seventh round pick for a known starter because he's overpaid on a team. Yeah, want to pay him so. It's similar to that aspect, but NBA trade deadline is obviously a lot more. Uh, it's an event. Yeah. Like. Yeah. The NFL, and they shouldn't have yeah. put it on the Super Bowl week either. So. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, thankfully they can rest a little bit because it wasn't too intense mm-hmm. on that. Um, but the NFL they don't make an event. It's a couple tra- like trades don't really happen that often in the middle of the season, right? It's kind of rare. No, and I think it's a lot. It for the NFL at least, it, it's attributed a lot to training camp and schemes and all that goes into it basketball is a lot easier to kind of pick up and play grant i mean there's obviously intricacies you want to yeah every players have tendencies coaches all that kind of stuff but in the nfl you got to learn a playbook you got to learn all these different calls and all the audibles all that kind of stuff yeah it's a little bit more a little bit harder but and they do so many roster changes too because there's 53 and then there's 16 for the bracket squad and then he's active he's not active injuries play a lot bigger that last like five six guys on the roster they're probably battling it's a matter of if you're willing to contribute on special teams stuff like that yeah um, it's a little it's a little bit different roster construction but it's uh it's it's still nfl does does its best to kind of it's always in 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 the works some way shape or form training camp free agency their trade deadline gets a little bit of buzz it's nothing like the nba though do they always have do you think three active qbs for a game i don't know what that that rule was because i saw there's a rule well because you can't just do whatever you want it's like the the niners rule from last year like now there's like an emergency quarterback or whatever um Oh, it's because what Trey Lance went out at the same game, uh, or Jimmy was it G? Purdy, then Josh Johnson, and then Josh Johnson got hurt in the championship game last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. But then I thought they made a rule where the third quarterback has to dress. But then there are a few games this year where they're only dressing two quarterbacks. So I don't, I don't know. Do you think they make that rule because they want the NFL wants it to stay entertained, or they don't want just to have them not? Oh have God, a yeah. I mean, especially in the. Cha- I mean, even a rule like that if it prevents a playoff game from never going to a quarterback who can't throw or having to go to wildcat for that a is bad. Game, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that makes the rule worth it itself. Yeah. Even if you get one game in 25 years out of it, I think that's worth it. Who do you have for the Super Bowl? I want, I would like to see the Niners win, but yeah. I, who do I think is going to win? Probably Chiefs. I'm like, so conflicted. Yeah. Yeah. Like the 49ers, I love the Bay area and all that stuff, but chiefs, I kind of mess with the greatness. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I mean, and it's just hard to – you just want to be right, really. And it's hard. Mahomes <laughs> just proves everyone wrong every time. I mean, I don't have anything against Travis Kelsey. Yeah. yeah, I guess I shouldn't say, like, I'm not rooting against the Chiefs. I just think – I'm a big Christian McCaffrey fan. I like what he does. Oh, I think yeah. the Niners have been there so many times where – I mean, it's just that human narrative. You want a little bit of parody yeah. every once Did in a while. Did you see that clip? He was – I don't think – I mean – I don't think it was his podcast, but I can't count it out because I feel like every player now has their own podcast, and now every person that likes sports has a podcast. Yeah. Um, but his dad used to take him out of class, or when he was just like a, a class that didn't matter or something, he would take him out of school to do IV drip. Brock Purdy's dad? No, Christian McCaffrey. Brock Purdy's oh, dad was Christian probably McCaffrey's not thinking he was doing nuts. that. Yeah. yeah. You, uh, I listened to a few podcasts with him, and then his dad. The dad? Like, or no, Christian. Oh, okay. And his dad would be like, round him if he got like jersey tackled in like eighth grade football or something. What? Like oh yeah he was it was the stuff that breeds champions 
he was in the NFL though. The dad, right? Dad was Ed McCaffrey played. Well, he played for like Kyle Shanahan, Niners coach right now. Yeah. His dad, Mike, coached Ed for the Broncos when they won a Super Bowl. What the, it's so many players are, and we're getting so many generational athletes, professional yeah. athletes, but also we're seeing so much talent or programming or just training in the youth that we probably didn't see before. Oh yeah. And I think it's benefits too. I yeah. mean, it's the kind of thing in the NBA you see right now. Like if you look at the talent in the NBA now versus 20 years ago, it's just not even comparable. And that's attributable to AAU, um, just more accessible to outdoor indoor basketball mm-hmm. or like hoops and courts and all that kind of stuff. So, and AAU getting out, you have access to all these skills trainers. You yeah. see like these high schoolers training with NBA guys, stuff like that. And I mean, it's kind of on the NBA guys too. Like I think um, the St. Louis guys like Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, they all like give back to guys in the area and they like look out for each other and train together, give each other their moves. And it's hard. It's like when you're around that sometimes and you have the, like the talents, Harry there. Giles was on there. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it, it's like today. you're, yeah, you're around it. If you have the talent, you just, it's, less guys are getting weeded out by not having access. Yeah. Everyone has access to NBA trainers. If, if you have the talent you're seeing, you're going to dudes are willing to help out. I think we're in America. We're turning into a European style for soccer. Cause if, I don't know if I only learned this from recently from the Beckham <clears throat> documentary where he's already getting signed for the club at 15. Who is uh, David Beckham yeah. with like Manchester United. I want to mm-hmm. say, and he, it's, he's 15 years old, and he's already joining that club, trying their schemes. They're in those programs. It's it's like AU. It's like going to play for your high school. They don't play for the high school. They go to that school and do yeah. that from such a young age, and yeah. you're trained like that till then. Now in America, so many people are going – I mean, what? Mont, Montverde, Oak Hill, Montverde, IMG. IMG is owned by, like, an Asian company. Yeah now owns the campus basically yeah they know what they're doing and img <laughs> looks ridiculous like it is like oh a, my gosh it's own crazy i mean it's not as big as like alabama or like those football schools but yeah. it has the same stature of you walk on and you're like people visit the campus and their jaws drop there's pro there's probably more people from montverde academy in the league right now than there probably is in the state of minnesota who is who's in the league you know, who were, who were born in the state of Minnesota, grew up there. I'll say born, not even raised, just born and raised. There's probably more people from Mount Verde Academy in the league than that. Pro- I mean, off the top of the head, Ben Simmons, D'Lo. That's, I mean, I remember that team. Ben Back Simmons, D'Lo, R.J. Barrett, yep. Cade Cunningham, Scotty Barnes. See, that's when you, that's when I stopped uh, the high school. When I was in college, the high school mixtapes and all that. Following yeah. That went down were you into that bit. hard? I wasn't into it hard, but I'd watch it. Like, well, you're playing high school. You're yeah, really exactly. into it. You're following that around. Yeah, and like you'd you'd follow like the like Gary Trent was a year older than me, and he yep. played at some he was in Las prep Vegas. School. Yeah, he went to two. I think he was in some one in Indiana. Um, so we'd watch him. You watch the mixtapes of dudes your age, and not like they're playing Montverde. They're playing against Montverde and stuff. Like Zion's my age. Yeah. So you're watching mixtapes of him and youtube with their algorithms or like would you like to watch yeah. rj barrett too so and when and, and there's that. a lot of these kids are also in private schools and all that stuff and then they transfer and all that stuff like i was reading xavier tillman because he got traded to the boston Celtics recently before mm-hmm. this trade deadline um and i 
I love Wikipedia. I'm on there all the time. That's where I get a lot of my basketball information, which sounds bad in yeah. ways. But I'm more talking about how their high school career went, the stats on that, how that went through. Um, and like he had a a parental dispute. Like his mom wanted him here, and his dad wanted him here, and that turned into a legal battle. And then he went to the school in Michigan, and then he couldn't be there because of transfer rules, because there are transfer rules. But if you're in it and you're in a, a thousand point club and you're like doing all this stuff, you're probably going to be in it. Did you have Ball's Life gear? No. I, I, I thought you would. I thought you would. No, we got the nice NY2LA stuff for being on that circuit, but I, didn't, I was in the Ball's Life. I was oh, doing hoop mixtape stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I went to the Pro Am, the, the Twin Cities Pro Am oh, yeah, this summer, yeah. like twice or something like that. Mm hmm amount of photographers and videographers now at just games in general too it's cool it, i mean yeah it's kind of and i guess that's kind of attributed to like the the talent level is like the exposure the people that want to have a mixtape it's it's good and bad like you can't you can't knock be entirely against aau for mm -hmm. what it's become without recognizing the good it's done as well because mm -hmm. i think without it you wouldn't have as much talent in the league but then at the same time, you also have guys who goes to their head, have have the wrong people in their yeah. ear. You see some of this college crap with there's money being tossed around to the parents and all that. And they oh, back in the day, all that. back in the day, and even now, like yeah. there's stuff like yeah. So there's some stuff left unclaimed, and I to attribute to um, there being more talent in the NBA. Do you think it's maybe because? First of all, there's more money involved than ever. That's all, yeah. Twenty years ago, for sure. Yeah, it's more like it's like the chicken and the egg, I guess. Like which came first, like the better product or, yeah. or the money? Um, you can, I mean, credits due to both sides. Like, it takes the owners, the teams, um, and all the uh, like Adam, the commissioner, all, um, all of them to market the league. Yeah. So it's a little bit of both. Um, but you gotta, tri I mean, you just don't see that that wave of talent without. I'd like to think that yeah. that's a sole purpose, but you couldn't have one without the other. I mean, I agree. There's absolutely, and I told my dad that, and he didn't believe that at all, but no, he's an old man, I guess. But that's nuts. <laughs> but also, I want to say that the talent of the league is like this as well due to, I mean, when we say talent, we see scores. I think that's what our mind goes to first, the offensive ability of these players a lot of the times because – when we're bringing up casual conversations, how much do we bring up really defense or yeah. guys? Isaiah Hardenstein's not making a lot of backyard conversations. Yeah, <laughs> man, does he get some crazy? I mean, I'll talk about Isaiah all the time. I yeah. love that man. And those are the types of trades that are, I mean, in my opinion, kind of like maybe it's just because they wear him out. Like they'll wear out the Zach Levine, they'll wear out the Dejounte <laughs> Murray. But it's like yeah, the little trades like the Xavier Tillmans and the David Roddy to Phoenix that add depth to these contenders that I think mm -hmm. are the ones that. I mean, especially this year that are making a difference, not like the Zach yeah. Levines and all that. It, and and Bill Simmons just said that on his podcast with the clutch thing too, but I fully believe clutch manipulates a lot of things in this league. And I, I don't want to get into that, but like just I think he heard eh, there's no market for that. Let's take some time, take some time, collect the money, well, wait to the offseason. I don't think that – I mean – I mean, it's $43 million a year. It's hard to have a market. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing is like the contract. Like, he's good, but it's like it's like the Rudy Gobert thing in Minnesota. Is like, yeah. is he good? Would we like to have him on our team? Yes, but 
when you give that much up for them, there becomes an expectation. Yes. And if you can't live up to that expectation, that's when you start to be, have people doubting you, hating on your situation. An expectation that he yeah. didn't even set. It was set by someone else. Yeah. With their, paid, he yeah. didn't ask for well, anything. That's like the that, thing you know too I mean? is like, there's so many bad contracts, but like, what do you want them to do? Like, no, you have to take exactly. less. Yeah, exactly. You should have taken less. Well, yeah, they're in there. They're in there for themselves, and they're betting on themselves. And yeah. when it doesn't pan out, like they're probably the first ones that are upset about it too. Like, yeah, yeah. But in the end, it's a, it's a game, and there's people out there that are gonna have their opinions and all that. So, how do you feel about the current state of the NBA? Officiating, offense, defense, the talent level, the competition. When I'm talking about the standings and how close the races are here so far, are you? I mean, are you happy with it? Do you feel like there's some room for improvement? Is there any areas you kind of want to, like, touch on that has been annoying you? The foul thing. I mean, there's always been complaints about the officiating and all that, but I, especially this year, you'd, you'd like to think there's always going to be something, and I'd like to think we're in a better position now. Like, if you just think back to, was it 2018, 2017, the Harden years where – it was making you, yeah. everyone was making their own fuss about it. And now it's a different, that's a different problem. So there's always yeah. going to be something, but I mean the best, you, I, I think they get better every year. They correct things every year. The, like block charge calls are never going to be nuts. I think there is going to be like a correction year of these games in the one thirties and all that. Like you're going to see less of them. Um, I mean, you don't have to go nineties on them. You don't have to bring mm-hmm. back the hand checking and all of that, but the giving the, I mean, you saw it, was it is either this year or the last year like the little james harden swing through and you automatically give him three points chris like, paul does it all the time yeah exactly yeah. it's it's it starts with the refs like if you get away if you're letting him get away with stuff it's like the same thing we were just talking about with contracts they're gonna like, do yeah, it are you, are you gonna blame the guy for taking advantage of what's out there you, you just can't do that they're calling it ethical hoops yeah they're calling it if like someone got a 30 point game with no free throws and the um, the Twitter caption was, Oh, he's playing ethical hoops now and not drawing the fouls. I mean, I can't watch Joel Embiid anymore. I really can't. Yeah. That's the hard part too. Is like, he, does he need to do it to drop 25 on a given night? Probably no, not, he doesn't need to do it. I mean, that's the difference between what is he at? What was he averaging? 34, 36. That's yeah, the difference between 28 crazy. and 36 of them. Like five years ago, he's probably averaging 28, yeah. which even back then is league leader is probably 29, 30 points. But yeah, now he's at getting 36 because he's getting those calls. And I mean, he's mastered it. It's what they train nowadays too. It's like, you can't, you can't knock them for taking advantage of it. And it's on the reps to set the precedent. There's eight coaches on the sideline telling him to do it again. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's, it's tough to judge, but it's frustrating. And that's officiating definitely is like the thing that bothers me the most currently with the NBA, other than your favorite team losing some games. I mean, that's just going to happen too yeah. as well. But it, I'll also say this. I tweeted, I quote tweeted this today too, but just the amount of sponsorships as well bother me. You don't like it? I don't. Now, I don't want to get in Valley Sports, but like these local programs, they also put the ads on the mid court, like right where the, right between the free throw line and the block. Like the, the one that's just on TV? Yes. Yeah. Like it might be a cinnamon toast crunch ad that's bright as hell right on the middle of the court. I'm pissed. You're a boomer now. That's a, that's a boomer take. No, I, and now the refs today, the, the article I tweet, quote tweeted was the refs are now going to have sponsored uniforms. So there's going to be something on their uniform with a sponsor. And now the NBA in-season tournament is now a, a sponsor name. I don't really care about that. I just 
I don't think it's ever going to stop. And I swear to God, if we become like a NASCAR jerseys where there's biker jerseys where it's down everywhere, which I don't think – the Pacers literally have a QR code as their ad, a, a square QR code that's just in the middle of their jersey just like that. It is so hideous and ugly, and I hate it. And I, I know the NBA is making hella money, and they make millions off those deals. Like a team makes – Oh, absolutely. Like Warriors, I think, made like – 60 million off well does their the punishment deal. fit the crime then jack does for Sorry. the millions of dollars that it is for just that little patch you know who's looks good though who's uh the thunder with love's truck stop because I love that the thunder's one. got like the little orange and the yes, yellow and yes. the, the loves that one looks good i think a saint john's guy started loves too so even better um, really yeah tom, i've never been in one. tom love oh trucks those truck stops are awesome is it like a gas it's a gas station right? it's a it's a gas station on steroids better so, than yeah. quick trip oh god yeah you know, really quick trip's great but i'll have to beat that I, I mean there's there's motorola ones the knicks have yeah the stuff severe that's uh, a that's a segment for you like draft the best uh oh patches, yeah that is the, a good segment patches when they first came out that first year my favorite one and i think everyone's favorite was the goodyear one for cleveland yeah. Where it's a shoe with the wing. I'm like, that shit's sick. It's a good one. That looks good. It's got the yellow, too, which matches. A li- the, w- w- if you can color coordinate it. That's yeah, important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's important. <laughs> There's, yeah. And there was Squarespace. I'm like, God damn, this sucks. All I'm saying is there has to be a line eventually. And I'm afraid one day in this universe when we're, I mean, when you think, no, think about this. Like projections in the sky of advertisements oh. that's gonna happen eventually it's how human nature works we will go too far before we reel it back so you're gonna you're gonna be uh, why do we have to just say that though no you and know just, it's gonna happen yeah i know it's well it's happen. because it's it's human greed it's how far can we go before we start getting backlash for it so they're gonna put probably three more sponsors somewhere on the jersey and then it's gonna trail back to two yeah and then and they, they're gonna find a way to rake the price up so they're instead of getting yeah. 30 million for 30 million for three they're gonna get 30 million for two 15 a pop and then and then in between free throws there's ads they, they read an ad in between free throws and then every single stat that they bring up i mean this doesn't really Brought bother me that much it. is always sponsored yeah. it doesn't bother me that much but i'm just saying there's no spot they won't touch that's all i gotta say let's move into the segment all right so I've got five questions here. This is for you to answer. I've got some stats, got some information to uh, relay to you. But buy or buy. Ready? Yes, sir. You're either taking it, you're buying it, give me it, or you're saying goodbye to it. Oh, here yeah. we go. The New York Knicks are now a lock to make the Eastern Conference Finals. Not finals. I, I don't want to say that yet. Eastern Conference Finals. I think that you can say that. What do you think? I'm going to go with... What B Y E? That buy, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. Julius Randle's just irked me the wrong way a few times with the. Uh, I mean, body seen language. The highlight. Yeah, body language. Um, just overall like effort. I mean, it's hard. If he's right, he's. I then I might buy B U Y, but <laughs> I mean, with him, I, I mean, you love Brunson. It depends on if Embiid can come back because then that's another threat. And right now they're the four. Celtics are the one. So that means they'd be meeting in the quarterfinals, not the conference finals. So that you, if you have to go through the Celtics in the second round, then it's, yeah. then it's tough to pick them over that. Right. But if they can squeeze the two and go through Milwaukee, I'm still not at the point where – I mean, odds are good, though. Even if they wind up at the three, um, they'll play Milwaukee. Or yeah. if they 
bump up Milwaukee and they take the two. Or I mean, Cleveland's up there too right now. I mean, it, yep. I, I don't. I it's anybody's game if it's Cleveland and New York. I mean, we saw it last year in the first round, but I'll take another Cleveland matchup in the first round. Yeah, I'd like. I mean, if you're the Knicks, you don't feel bad about that at all. But uh-uh. if you, I mean, Giannis kind of has that Mahomes factor we were talking about earlier, where it's like you don't want to bet against him. Yeah, I mean, even against Boston. Even Boston knocks him out, but you still never feel good about yeah. having to go up against that guy every night. Well, last year when the Heat knocked him out, yeah. Now he was injured a little bit, but did that not shock you in in a way where I didn't know this could happen to Giannis in this way? Well, yeah, and it's like the Cody Martin could take him down. Exa- yeah, exactly. And go like it's, this, put his hand, the bane well, mask. That's the other on. thing is that, like if the Heat sneak in too, like that's a team like you never like. I mean, similar to Giannis too, like you never feel comfortable betting yeah. against them. So. That's why that's why BYE for me um, on the buy. Yeah, I, I mean it's hard not to like what they've been doing, but yeah, they're rolling right now. They're currently thirty three and eighteen, fourth seed, pretty close race on that fourth seed. Um, six games behind the one seed. I don't think anyone's catching up to the Celtics, and they do hope to not play them, but I don't think Tom Thibodeau is gonna sit out any certain amount of games to have them duck them in the first round or anything like that or second round. The potential rotation if. All healthy. That includes Mitchell Robinson, who potentially might come back near the end of the year. Julius Randle, who's definitely out for a couple weeks. And then uh, today, news with OG Ananobi having to get a quick surgery on a bone fragment that was in his elbow. Loose. Um, so a potential rotation, if healthy, would be Brunson, Dante DiVincenzo, who's playing amazing, even better than last year with the Warriors, continuously dropping 30 bombs out of nowhere. Starting small forward, OG Randle, who I do enjoy surprisingly he has made an all nba team if you can believe that no i know he's had good years and he's a good player but i mean this is just <laughs> in, the, in the playoffs you gotta you yeah got, in the playoffs you gotta know who's gonna show up every night and yeah. I, I mean i don't know if in the past he's been upset about something and maybe this year like he's got too many guys around him there's too much hope for his teammates to let him bail on him but yeah well it's 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 also nice having julius run i mean Jalen Brunson there to take some of that off of his shoulders. He's not the yeah. number one guy. He was the number one guy two years ago, and that debate was happening because he made the all-star team last year. Brunson did not. Mm-hmm. And so now it's OG there. You've got Robinson, Bogdanovich, if we want to get into that. Josh Hart, who's I'm a big fan of. Hartenstein, yeah. who I'm a big fan of. Burks, I used to love. McBride, if you really want to play him at the 10, and then there's a bunch of other stuff. But, okay, quick question for you. Start, bench, cut. Jalen Brunson, De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton. Well. <laughs> Two of them made the all-star team, Jalen Brunson and Tyrese. Fox, actually, you could say maybe got snubbed a little bit. Same with Sabonis. But, um, I'd have to cut Fox. Yeah. I'll bench Brunson. Or if we're talking about how they're playing right, playing right now. I, I guess the question would be you're in a playoff series. Right now? Yeah. Brunson. Brunson what? Brunson, you're st- you got us. <laughs> exactly. I was. I asked this question to myself today. I'm like, it's got to be cut. Fox. I mean, I'm starting a team. Or yeah. Am I no, 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 no. Playoff series. Current situation. Well, yeah. then I'm take taking Brunson because if the Brunson and the Pacers match up, I mean, you're gonna. I mean, it's gonna be fireworks between those two. But then, I think the Knicks come out on top. So then you take Brunson. Yeah. Yeah. So. Between those two, yeah, and it's it sucks to cut Fox. I like Darren Fox. He's fun to watch. He's, he's good. I mean, it, people were kind of writing him off the first couple of years, but good for him to kind of bounce back, show what he's capable of, and 
well the kings were star conversation yeah he was kind of in a similar devon booker situation where it didn't really matter those first couple years we weren't like crazy shocked and then you know when both those teams started to ramp up more respect went to both of them i would say and i mean tyrese halliburton it's hard to say because that man's had multiple 30 point games with zero turnovers with 17 or more assists. He's had 33 and 20 with yeah. zero turnovers. I mean, that's insane, too. Jalen Brunson doesn't do that, but Jalen Brunson's a leader. He can carry actually a whole team. And I think so. he's my age. Jalen Brunson? Terry, oh, Terry Halliburton <laughs> is. I think he's a he's Wisconsin native. Oshkosh North, I think. Yep. Yeah, that's where yep. my cousins are, are from. So Okay, yeah, he went uh, 18, two years at Iowa State. This would be his fourth year. Yeah, he's 24. And you just turned 24? Yeah, November. Okay, yeah, he's your age. Yeah. How did that feel like when you first got into people were getting drafted in the NBA there was a at moment, your age? There was a moment when Zion was at Duke where we were like, yeah, we're just sitting here and he's making millions. He's busting through his shoe. I, I know. That would have yeah. been a lit game. Obama was there. Yeah. It was going to be a crazy yeah. game. But, I mean, I the thing with when that happened for me, I think that was where people would be eligible would be entering my sophomore year during COVID year or something like that. But, you know, Tyrell Terry, who literally went yeah. to my elementary school, mm-hmm. that was a weird thing too because he's my oh, age yeah. as well. Elementary school, I actually knew who that person was yeah. and seeing those people get drafted. And now I don't care, obviously, about uh, yeah. people being younger and getting drafted and all that shit because what are you going to do? Yeah, it's a moment and then it's like – And then it goes away. But it happens. Yeah. It happens. Yeah, the New York Knicks are looking hot right now. You do not think they'll make the Eastern Conference Finals. Definitely making a first round uh, a series win there. You think, depending on the matchup. I mean, I would say I would if I was a, if I had to put money on them being in the second round, I would. Would um, you put who would you put for a Bucks Knicks series with this new trades? Oh, you'd you'd bet on the Bucks. You'd still take the Bucks. Yeah, it's the it's the Giannis Mahomes thing. What? You just don't bet against those guys. Did Pat Bev really change this team today or what? He got traded there today. Oh, Pat Bev could not play a minute and he still changes a team in some way, <laughs> shape, or form. That's You're just, a believer in that? Okay. Oh god, yeah. I've been in a locker like uh, we had guys who just meant meant to meant a lot in the locker room, yeah. changed the attitude and all that kind of stuff. So I do. I guess I'm a Draymond Green lover, so I like that too, but Yeah. It, yeah. it matter. I mean, you see it in some of the teams that are terrible i mean they, they say that's why it's important to have like vets on a, on a young team even if you have no expectations and yes. you're young you're not winning like you still need the vets and i mean pat bev's uh i mean you saw it in chicago last mm-hmm. year kind of granted they have demar that was so weird they have zach levine they have all that stuff but like it does matter yeah that was so weird i mean yeah. he got he was with the lakers half that season then gets traded to orlando waved they buy him out yeah. and he goes to the bulls must have just not had anywhere else to go because i mean he's that's it's home. his hometown yeah. i know i know but like would a buyout to go to the Bulls for a playing game? You know, and we don't even have to talk about the Bulls in their constant state of yeah. mediocrity, like the Portland Trailblazers back in the day. But Portland used to make the playoffs. Yeah, you know, it's tough. All right, next buy or buy. Ready? Buy or buy. Wemby requests a trade before his rookie scale contract is over. That's four years. This being the first year. Three more, three and a half, uh, three and a half more to go. I'll go BYE again. You don't um, believe that either? No, I think that well, because well, they're going to have a lottery pick this year. Yeah, or lotteries technically through the fourteenth. They'll have like a top three pick for sure. Um, 
you have that talent coming in. You can't just let this team be bad for that long. Yes. I think next year they're going to make additions, and I think they're going to be positioned to make a a trade at the deadline or a trade next offseason yes. to kind of get to the point where you're kind of where – maybe you're where the Knicks are right now. Like in two to three years, you're where the Knicks are, and you're one guy away. And then you're, yeah. then maybe they get anxious. Wemby's still on. You haven't paid Wemby yet, and you try to go get that big splash play. Yeah. And maybe that comes even sooner than a year or two. Um, but I think, yeah, like you can make that quick swing where now they're bottom of the barrel and next year they could be fighting for a play in and you see that progression from play into three or four seasons. So you see a timeline for these, for this team, you know, I mean, and you got to just trust in the, that the Spurs are going to do it. I mean, you can't, you can't waste Wemby like this. I mean, do you believe in Popovich still? Or is he yeah. more of a player development kind of in a way? No, you you believe in him. I think similar to Belichick, you just gotta adapt. Some, I mean, someone is gonna be in his ear in the Spurs organization to get him to kind of steer that in the right direction. And I mean, he's not the type of guy that, or from all interviews and he's all self aware. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't seem like the type of guy who's ignorant or feels like he's above the game. He respects like the yes. game and all of that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. That's why I kind of have faith that between the Spurs organization and Popovich, they'll put the right guys around him. Where, if like if, if he was dealing with this for two to three years, I mean, I'm all in. But I just don't yes. see it going that way. Yeah, like so. This is his first year. After the third year during that summer, you become rookie scale extension uh, mm-hmm. eligible. Yeah, you can wait, and then I think near sometime in the fall it gets cut off, and then you just kind of have to ride through that fourth yeah. year. Then you can become a restricted free agent and all that stuff. But in 45 games. He's averaging 20.4 points, 10.3 rebounds, 3.2 assists, 3.1 blocks, 1.2 steals, 46 from the field, 31 from three, and 81 from the free throw in 28.5 minutes per game. And you can, I mean, if you t- you say those numbers, you don't think that they're, what, they have 10 wins? Like, yeah. You just don't, you just wouldn't believe that. <laughs> How are they losing with a player like that? Like, that's Embiid stats almost. I know, and they like, have good pieces. Like, I think it kind of speaks to, like, what we were saying, the depth. Like, you have, like, Kelvin Johnson's a good player. Vassell's a good player. Doug know. McDermott can shoot it. Just got to move Pacers. Yeah, like, Trey, Trey Jones is a good backup point guard, Minnesota guy. But, like, and all that and gets you ten wins. I, I, you gotta, you just gotta add that that big star to go with your big seven foot yeah. six, revolutionizing center. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I get a little angry at Pop because I did a podcast a little while ago about my frustrations with the Spurs, and I mentioned, can you please just start Trey Jones? Yeah, because it was Sochan for a little while, mm-hmm. and since then, the night I dropped the podcast, they decided to start Trey Jones, and yeah. so now he started seventeen games for that. But again, Wemby, that was 28.5 minutes a game. Yeah. If you're a shit team and you're a rookie, why the hell is he not playing 36 minutes a game? Kevin Durant is playing 37 minutes a night. Kevin Durant is He's like 7-6. Yeah, I mean, there's What do you there's, mean? You're going to be cautious right away. You got to get development going. Well, there's science behind it. Like if you're busting this guy <laughs> to the bone for 12 12 years, he's going to be <laughs> I don't know. He's not going to have much left in the tank. Yeah. I mean, does that, should that play into the factor? Probably not, but does it? Yeah. When you're, when you have 10 wins and you're trying to ease a guy in from, I mean, he's going to be better next year. He's going to have more weight to him. So you feel, you feel more confident about him banging around with the, with the, do you like him at the five centers or do you like him at the four? 
he is whatever they need him to be really. I mean, like with, I mean, I like Zach Collins. I, I mean, there's line there. Exactly. Whatever your roster is like, whatever your roster needs. And that, I mean, that's the good thing about him. It's like, he yeah. could do either. Um, so like if you had Zach Collins or if they reshaped their roster this year, you can do that. I mean, it just opens the amount of guys you're available to. Like if you have $10 million to spend and you don't like the, the centers that are out there mm-hmm. for $10 million, you can get a power forward out there. Um, for $10 million, if, if that's who you like more, because you know Wemby can do either. Yes. So it gives you that advantage. So They, they have Keldon Johnson coming off the bench now, mm-hmm. who they pay $20 million a year and who averages an insane amount of points and is a great offensive player. They have Vassell finally starting after this rookie extension. I mean, they don't even start Zach Collins after this uh, lengthy ex- extension as well anymore. I, I, would, I would personally, I mean, to be honest, do I watch a lot of Spurs? No, why would I? I get frustrated with the coaching style. I get – they're not good. Wemby is a wonder, but I can find the wonder on Twitter highlights yeah. if I want. Mm-hmm. His 36 minutes per game, I mean, this is theoretical, you know. But if he played 36 minutes a game, his stat, his 36 minutes stats would be 25.7 points per game, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, 1.5 steals, and 3.9 blocks. I mean, just play him more. I, you can't look that far into the future. I know this – Okay, well, I'll read this too because per before this draft happened, before he was selected, you know, this has been a, a big prospect. But uh, per hoop type, uh, Michael Skoda, one scout estimated Wembenyama is adding a half a billion dollars in franchise value to the team that drafts him. The scout cited Wembenyama's name recognition, uh, his highlights, how big he's been on social media, and including all the showcasing from ESPN and NBA Network. I mean, half a million, I mean, a half of a billion dollars when he got drafted season tickets were completely sold out that night yeah that's when they're they're gonna be in the building either way what's the difference between playing him 20 minutes <laughs> and 36 minutes i i don't know man i i i just hope they just surround him with some casts that are yeah a i mean better, and, and it's different if it's I don't know, throw shade on it, but the Pistons, like where you kind of don't trust throw shade what on the doing. Pistons. Throw well, yeah, you don't trust Pistons. what they're doing with the Spurs. You kind of trust what they're doing. I mean, they knew for however many months that they were going to get him. Yeah, they they were like, is it worth? Is it actually worth it? And they're going over everything. Like, what's our best plan if we get him to make him last so he doesn't break down after two or three years, like other guys who are his size and stature. Um, so they've done. There's, I mean, there's science yes. that a lot of people a yeah. lot smarter than me have done behind it. So I think it's for a reason. I think it's not like a – I think it's to preserve him long-term, and I think it's yeah. all part of their strategy, which you got to trust in the long-term. And, yes, there's obviously people in the front office that are way smarter on a basketball yeah. knowledge than me. That does not mean they don't make mistakes, so no, I'll that's tell you true. that. That is true. People can be dumb, too. You that know, They're true. all just humans. All right, moving on to our third, buy or buy. The Clippers are the only team that have a chance in the West to make it past the Nuggets this year. Buy or buy? Oh, I'll buy this one with the UY. At the end <laughs> there we go. Finally. Um, with the exception of the Timberwolves. But I think if the Timberwolves see the Nuggets, everyone else is going to be happy that the Timberwolves beat, beat the Nuggets for them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I think the Timberwolves ultimately would – I mean, that series, you just – would assume would take it out of them and i don't know if they have what it takes why to, is that, that why is that their sweet spot like why why well, is it the nuggets in those two teams why are they always like well god i mean you can't i mean 
the Timberwolves, they can beat the Nuggets, but they also yeah. can beat they can beat anyone else. It's just they're best equipped to beat the Nuggets yeah. because of Jokic or, and throwing Gobert, Gobert Towns, Nas Reed at them, Jaden McDaniels, depending on – I mean, you, you could throw McDaniels on them if you wanted to, but, I mean, then you have your other matchup problems yeah. elsewhere. So, um, The Clippers. Let's focus on the yes, Clippers. Yes, true. <laughs> um, but the Clippers have been playing well. I mean, it's just a matter of – if you trust their health, if they're healthy, Kawhi's been playing really well. Insane. It's hard not to like Paul George and really, yeah. And Jane, well, you don't like Paul George. I absolutely loved OKC Paul George. I mean, that man was insane. MVP. I think he was like second in the running for that last year with OKC before he got traded. Um, and I loved him that he signed an extension, even though he didn't play it through. I mean, just the loyalty he showed there to a small fan base was respectable. But the Clippers, I mean, how can I not be frustrated or not like him for the past couple of years with what I've seen? He stepped into it this year. Yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, I just kind of like his frame of, what is he, 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, yep. Oh, no. Shooting he's guard, yeah. can shoot, can handle the ball. And I think just the way he's playing, I mean, he's not he, he's not the t- guy. I mean, it's working it's working. It's working. Yeah, it's working, it's working because right of now. all of them, but yes. also, I mean, you have to give him some credit as well. Um, Since the James Harden well. trade, they went on a five-game losing streak immediately. Since that five-game losing streak, they're thirty-one and nine. That's almost half a season. I was right gonna there. say that happened pretty early. Now that we, no, uh, it was so uh, early. Yeah. Like Kenyon Martin Jr. was traded to the uh, Clippers over the offseason. He played two games and then got immediately yeah. traded to the Sixers. Yeah, they're the four right now, only a half game back of yep. Thunder, T Wolves, Nuggets. I don't know how that shakes out. I mean, you you'd, you but, hate to think about it, but probably one of those teams is going to battle an injury for at some most point. It just the seems Clippers. like it happens. Yeah, I mean, if it, it's the Clippers or if it's one of those teams that are on top right now, yeah. that, that gives the Clippers the chance to have that home home court advantage for a series or two. But I mean, it's different in the East, like the Celtics, Bucks. One you you get one of those teams in a a one four matchup yeah you you you're leaning you know towards it. the Celtics yeah. yeah but in this one like those top four teams are separated by a half that second round you get a one four matchup Timberwolves Thunder Timberwolves Nuggets Clippers Thunder Clippers T Wolves any of them like they'll be that's not even the conference finals yeah. and you're gonna be battling to get through that God that sounds entertaining yeah those first rounds are gonna be like I would watch any OKC series I'm I'm I would watch any nuggets here i mean honestly i don't even like watching the nuggets that much to be honest but i i love i've watched the clippers i mean the nuggets are two and one in the matchups this season and they still got one more to play but i, I don't really take that with that much the, the clippers are healthy now zubach is back i mean they're rolling i i believe that russell westbrook is perfectly fine in his role i don't think there's any confrontation at all that's fuming in this bench at all they're clicking winning cures all oh absolutely and we haven't even mentioned norm powell norm powell i mean how many of these – if Norm Powell was on a, a bad team right now, how many teams would have been throwing out picks to try to, to get, get him? Yeah, exactly. But the Clippers already have him, and they're, they've been utilizing him well, and he fits well. I mean, yeah, they've been playing well ever since James Harden. And Do you contribute it? I mean, Kawhi Leonard is also playing like he's – 30 or 28 yeah. or something like that. But we do we do we give most of the credit to James Harden for how this is turning out? I mean, what if this team was run by Russell Westbrook? I don't know if they'd be here, man. Not at all. Yeah, you got to give credit. I mean, I'm a probably not the best answer. You got to give credit to all of them. I mean, they the way they were playing was a lot different even before Harden was getting there and now that Harden is there, I think mm-hmm. they've all 
sacrifice having the ball in their hands as much just to um, make it work and credits due to all of them, I guess. We always question having all these stars and then only one ball. Like yeah. when the Warriors happen or something, there's only one ball to play with or the Celtics you back free, in the day. Then you're not playing basketball and you're just playing yeah. street ball. But yeah. They, yeah, they've made it, they've made it work where they are playing basketball with three really talented superstars who are yeah. excelling in their own roles. We do have to factor in playoff P. Yeah. James Harden playoff reputation. You know, yeah. Did you watch that Kawhi Leonard before he got hurt in that first round Sun series? I mean, my oh, gosh, he was balling. it was insane how he just turned it on like Jimmy Butler style. And yeah, just that's who he is. I mean, I'm so excited, and I, I, I really hope they, I hope they outperform the Lakers. Honestly, I, I, I like well, it when the L.A. town gets a little bit taken over by the Clippers, and the Clippers have a good season, and then the L.A. fans freak out, and they have a protest outside of uh, Staples Center one time. You're going to get your wish this year. <laughs> <laughs> I, we're not talking about the Lakers today. I have no idea what they're doing, man. Anyways, the ben- Nuggets bench, let's wrap it up. Not as good as year- this year. No Bruce Brown is the main factor that any everyone will quote. Um, they're playing the young guys a little bit more. They're not stepping up as much. Braun is playing better, but still kind of a quiet season. The expectations are a little bit lower. But you're buying that one. Clippers over Nuggets. All right. All right, second to last one right here. We talked about him earlier. Can Kevin Durant carry a team to an NBA championship anymore? I'm not even saying I mean – do I think it's going to happen this year? I don't know. But do you think he can have the ability to do that anymore? Uh, no, that's a D-Y-E. <laughs> um, I don't think anybody really can. Like, you even see, like, Jokic is the best player in the league, and he's still got Jamal Murray to yeah. do so much for him, take the – I mean, play that two-man game and pro- provide just a lot. It takes the load off his shoulders. Yeah. I mean, I don't think – I mean, you could see it with – maybe back in the day where guys were kind of carrying team. I mean, Luca, I mean, even in the past years, Luca could carry a team to the Western conference. Finals. James so Harden. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. as far as you can go. At some point you need, you need that second fiddle. And so it's no knock on Kevin Durant, but I don't think it's, yeah. I don't think anybody could really, especially with the talent, the depth, the way the teams at the top are constructed. Yeah. I mean, remember it was that super team era. I think we're kind of out of that a little yeah. bit. But now it's mostly you guys still got to have at least two prominent guys yeah. that can take over. And they do have it. And maybe you could argue a big three. I'm not going to. But um, D-Book is definitely a help factor. Kevin Durant, here's his stats right now. In 44 games, which he's playing 37 minutes a game and not even missing that many games so far, he's averaging 28, six rebounds, almost six assists, one steal, one block, shooting 54% from the field, 46% from three. Like what? <laughs> 46 from three and 87. So almost a 50, 40, 90. I, I mean, mean, he's locked in. He's still insane. And it's good <laughs> to see like in the press conferences, he's upset about losing. He, he He's not all about the money. He's not all about just forming a super team. Like he genuinely thinks like this is like how to win. Yes. Like, so you, you'd like to see that. And it's, you can't really, you can't knock him for any of that. Yeah. Um. But I mean, you just love to see him. I don't know, like if he's on the Thunder right now, like with that that type of depth and that all that. would be wild. Well, that's what, yeah, you just need his his teams are lacking that that depth because of the top heavy. I think instead of being the first one there, I mean, we saw with the Warriors how he joined a team, but he that is kind of the and thing. took a pay cut. 
Yeah, and that, like that's the type of thing that he it seems like he has to do. Like when he goes to the Suns, they mortgage everything to get Beal, and then they're, they're and himself. Drive. Yeah, exactly. So like if he was the, if he were to be the last piece of a yeah. team that's construct like that the way that teams are con- being constructed nowadays, like imagine if you wanted to go to the Kings, like yeah. Kings threw together all of their picks, maybe one one player that they start. Keegan like Murray's probably got to go. Keegan Murray, exactly. But they still have Barnes. They have Lyles. They can. They're going to be a buyout team. Then yeah. they, they pick up someone else like that. But that's different where it's Fox, Sabonis, Kevin Durant versus Man, Durant comes. That. And then Durant's just there. So your expectation is yeah. to win. So you mortgage everything else to go, go fill your roster with three stars. And then you're backloading with. It relates right back to our previous uh, point earlier today where we're talking about people don't let shit go yeah. just for nothing. Mm-hmm. Can we get back to old free agency? Like our last one was Jalen Brunson. What a, no sign and trade, nothing. It's usually sign and trades now too. Yeah, that was straight up nothing was left behind. Can we get back to that? No, it's never gonna happen again. I know. I'm trying to think of Brunson's good. Brunson was good. It's kind of like yeah. I mean, it's kind of like free agencies now is kind of like this deadline where it's there is you usually fill more out trades. the role. You fill out the role, guys. Yeah, stuff like that. I mean, there's the interesting like ooh, the Celtics picked up good depth for this year. Yeah, ooh, the Timberwolves picked up a good point guard. So like stuff like that. Um, but yeah, you don't see those big splash free agencies. I mean, they're all restricted free agencies, player options, team right. options, and they just takes all the fun. It's out because of it we build all these anymore. rumors two years beforehand, yeah, exactly. and we know what people are thinking. You oh, know? and the second they're like, "Oh, well, I people are saying I can go to wherever Phoenix now in two years. Why don't I just go now?" Do you feel like there is some superstars that are getting their ear full of bad advice sometimes? Oh God, yeah, and it was kind of speaking back to like the AAU things, and I mean it's. The, the clutch things and all that kind of stuff. Yes, there's, there's politics. It's not just clutch, but there's politics <laughs> with everything. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's just the way things go, really. I mean, it's hard to – you just – those are the types of people that – these guys are entering the league at 18, 20, and they're trusting their – They're reclassifying now, man. Yeah, they're trusting their livelihood of millions of dollars to their agents, and that's who that's who's in their ear. They're trusting these guys. Yeah. And they're making like Anthony Edwards is going to be 23 making his decisions while being paid 45, 50, 60 million dollars. Like with endorsements. Yeah. Yeah. You're 24. Like you still, (laughs) you still don't know. Like your brain's not not even grown up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like you've, but you've definitely been through it. Like for sure. You've been playing in the NBA for five, six years. Yeah. You're like some of these guys, like Mike Conley, is is grown up with a family and all that. Like, there's just some like wisdom and all that that still go to 24. You're still at that age where like 24 year olds are ending up on what are these shows now? Like Love Island and all that kind of stuff. Those are the types of kids who are 24. And granted, there are some 24 year olds, 23 year olds who are wise beyond their years, but it's it's so hard to when you're that young. You, you you don't want to sometimes you just don't want to make those decisions like yeah. it's easier just to rely on your agent and trust that they've been there before Hell yeah, I'd rely on right yeah, I mean, exactly. it's a 10% fee but like the idea where I can focus on my game and not have to worry about how we can structure that I mean it is an easy decision let's say if you're Anthony Edwards it's pretty pretty easy except I don't know about all the incentives in it but it's pretty easy you take five years you do the fifth year as a player option you just always do the fifth year as a player option so you can decline it still have it fully guaranteed but decline it Keep that air just as a safeguard in case you have a career ending injury, but you decline it, you readjust to the new numbers. That's what I always think to do. Jason Tatum did it. Yeah. 
LaMelo did not do the player option. I thought that was stupid. Uh, Luca did not. Um, you always take the player option. You always take the player option. I just like, especially with NIL now too, kids can benefit for a couple more years. You get some discipline, some systems. I mean, college coaches can say a lot more to a player than maybe NBA coaches can say to a player. Yeah, that's right? kind of what they're in. I feel like that's kind of the difference in college versus NBA is you're you're kind of more so in it for developing the young man and stuff like that. Like, right. I mean, grant, like you're all there to win. You're all there for basketball, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I just feel like you, you see that maturity, um, with the college coaches more so. Yeah. And that's kind of like their build, what they're into. Like Cal, like love seeing his guys get drafted and yeah. following up with them and all that kind of stuff. He's good with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have the most, uh, NBA athletes right now. And then Duke after that, but like that's why I like Villanova players or Gonzaga players. Yeah. I just I know they're coming in the league most likely role player ready. Not they're not really stars except for if you're Sabonis or Mikel Bridges or Brunson. Brunson yeah. But they're usually typical role players. Uh, Rui, Kelly Olynyk. I like Josh Hart, Divincenzo. Uh, Lowry, th- kind of. Who? Kyle Lowry, a little bit. Yeah, he had an interesting yeah, first couple yeah. years yeah. in the league. I think that was with Memphis. It was it they started in Houston. It was he bounced around a little bit before he went nine years with uh, the Raptors. the Raptors, and you know, there's also a new rule if we're talking about Kyle Lowry. Like, the Warriors don't need him, but if they were to sign him in a buyout, they can't due to how much they have already on salary. So if a player was bought out and their current contract was more than twelve million dollars, they couldn't sign him. Same with the Clippers, Nuggets, and all this thing. You That's don't a new want rule. Kyle Lowry. No, I'm just saying. Okay, I'm just saying just say. you can't do that now. So there's buyout rules now too. Hell no, I don't want Kyle Lowry. I want a big man, but that'll well, never happen. Yeah, even Kyle Lowry. You already have Chris Paul as your backup. No, player. exactly. I love Chris Paul. Three point guards under was it six two or seven? <laughs> He's six three on a good day. Yeah. You know. All right. So last. Last one. That was a that was a BYE. Kevin Durant. All right. This is an interesting one. Maybe you can say this is for entertainment purposes, but maybe something food for thought. Buy or buy. Damian Lillard would be better off if he was still in the Portland Trailblazers. Let me break down the situation. The Milwaukee Bucks are currently thirty three and eighteen. Six games behind the one seed, five and five in their last ten. Crap. Rank eighteenth in defensive ratings and have had their coach fired in the middle of the season. Now let's look at that tr- Portland Trailblazers roster that could potentially be right now. Dame, Simons, Thibel, Grant, Nurkic, uh, Shaden Sharp, Scoot. But let's say you know Dame is staying. You draft someone else, let's say Azar Thompson, because you wouldn't pick another guard. Azar Thompson, yeah. Lively or something like that. Or before trade this happens, Brown. you trade for someone. Yeah. Trade Maybe Siakam is possible at that time. Mm-hmm. Maybe something like that. You get you can definitely lure in a more free agents with Dame than with no one. Where would you rather live, Portland? I mean, we're I guess we're in the Midwest, bro. Uh, wrong question to ask, but all I'm saying is there a possibility Damian Lillard would be better off in the Portland Trailblazers right now, with the Portland Trailblazers right now. Well, I think of it kind of differently. It's like for. You think about it intern or like externally. If he stays in Portland, you like he he becomes like a fan favorite in Portland forever. But also like all of like everyone, every other basketball fan like just respects that he like that was his yes that was his like mission. What expectations does he have if he stays there? None. No, but for his sanity, like but for his sanity, 
like the, 10 years from now, Damian Lillard looked back, say I had a chance. Like if he stayed in Portland, he goes, I had a chance to play with Giannis in his prime right. in an East where all, all that was standing in our way was Jason Tatum and the Celtics. There's not much like it's, I mean, it's tough. It's one of those fun hypotheticals, but um, like if he stayed in Portland, I think that was more of a legacy play for him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't this think is, they were going to get something. This going. is who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Like Kobe Laker type stuff. Like, do you wish that stuff happened more often or do you enjoy the entertainment of a star? I mean, we're speaking about off seasons. I think we're guaranteed each off season for an all-star to get traded of some sort or be on a new team. I think it's interesting to have a mix. Um, like imagine if LeBron just made Cleveland relevant for 20, 20 straight years. Would you have liked that? I think everyone would have liked it a little bit. Like when we, when you're young, you don't realize the market situation no. of all of that. Like you don't like, care less about the cities, honestly. Yeah, exactly. You're like, why can't, why isn't New Orleans ever good? Why, why don't, why doesn't LeBron ever go to yeah. Detroit? Like stuff like that. <laughs> like, um, but like, you'd like to see some of that stuff. Yeah. So like, I mean, Dame's, is there a better example than Dame? Um, For being loyal? Yeah. Just being loyal, like staying Dirk. in your city. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's 10 years ago. I mean, even, or not even, even further back 10 years ago than that. But like 2011. Is that when he retired? Oh, no. He retired uh, Luca's rookie year. So this would be maybe five plus years ago. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, like a guy like, if you think about Dame, stays in Portland for all that time, first chance he had to get out, kind of, like, kind of did. Or not first chance, but I'd say he held back a little bit. Yeah, exactly. But like nowadays, who we else? didn't blame him at the end there. What, what was it? Nine years, maybe, maybe a little, yeah, something like that. Yeah, like who else? Who else does that? Like, is Not there another lot. example? Yeah, I think Demar Giannis wanted could to. be. Um, Demar Derozan wanted to. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't yeah. think PG wanted to. Yeah, but like those are the fun things. Like, you could be like a legend in that city. Like if like Indiana loves their basketball, Paul George could have been that person for them. Like, yes, he could have. I don't know. It's just like the appeal to guys nowadays. And it, and it's sad that they have to leave. I mean, it's, it's kind of where you fall out on the GMs and the organizations too, yeah. where it's, it's like a business. Yeah. Like Paul, well, yeah. Like Paul George, you have that in Indiana. Like you hit your jackpot. You, you yeah. Like, well, 11th, 12th pick, something like that. Yeah. He's in the lottery. Um, like that's your, that's who you build around. That's your yeah. ticket to relevance for the next 10 years. Granted, they got unlucky. LeBron in the way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like stuff like that. You do whatever you can to keep him in Milwaukee, Indiana, yeah. New Orleans, Detroit, Sacramento, all yeah. these small market teams. Like you do whatever you can. And there's only, you're kind of hanging on by a thread because there's only so much you can do before they want out. Yeah, they want out, or like if you keep mortgaging your future, we see it. Like there, right. there's only so much you can do before three years from now you have nothing more to give, and the moves you made didn't work. LeBron. Yeah. Okay, out like of that. these players, which of these do you see not staying with the team for their whole career? Uh, Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum, um, Giannis. Uh, well, Anthony Davis already left New Orleans. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, actually, fuck. Yeah, you're right. Okay, uh, Giannis, Embiid. Uh, who did I just name? Giannis, Embiid. Who else did you Giannis, say? Embiid. Um, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum, out of those three. Who leaves? 
who could you see not being there and finishing their career? Not just leaving. They might get know. traded. They might have to move on. Yeah, but. He's already got that stuff in the air. I wouldn't <laughs> like to see it, but I mean, I think, I think the Celtics can be good for a while. I mean, just playing the longevity game, like Embiid, I think at a certain point, he's going to break down, bro. Yeah. Like I think his, I think by the time Philly starts declining and bead will as well and we'll kind of ride it out with philly so i, I think, think so yeah so i and he's kind of like that guy like i feel like he embraces the city stuff like that um Giannis, jason tatum and yeah i think boston it'll be good for long enough i mean they just they have brown tatum you're always going to have that nucleus and it, i mean even if salary becomes an issue you ditch away Jalen Brown, you keep a bunch of good players with him. You're, you're, let's say you're five seed for one year. You trade away Jalen Brown. You get all these draft picks. That's the gonna next be the year, move. The next yeah. year you're gonna be, you're gonna be fine. And then you're rebuilding for two years back up to that one seed if Jason okay. Tatum's in his prime, building up to his prime, stuff like that. So, I got three more guys: yeah. Booker, Luca, Trey Young. Trey Young's gonna leave. Okay, but do you ever see Booker or Luca? Being on different teams, Luca, yeah, um, just because Dallas is kind of not doing him justice. What if he was like. on the Lakers once LeBron retires? That'd be good for him. He's uh, overseas. Have they had a? This might be dumb. They ha- have they ever had a real like overseas star? Pau Gasol. Lakers? Yeah, but you he's in Kobe's shadow. Like like a he when has the, a jersey retired? Huh? He has a jersey retired. Yeah, but but like it would be Luca's team in L.A. Yeah. Like he would be the one on the whatever the big yeah banners are out front. Yeah. Like right now it's Promotions. like LeBron. Yeah, like Kobe was always the one. LeBron yeah. is the one. Like Luca, he'd be a European guy in I don't know. Same with like New York and Miami, all all like the huge markets. Like New York, like Melo is on it. Um Do you think Carmelo Anthony do you think Jalen Brunson people are saying the New York crowd is saying Jalen Brunson is bigger than Carmelo Anthony already is. I disagree. There's no way Melo is not that. It's got to be recency bias. The Knicks were the two right. seed, uh, whatever year that was. Like they were, it was buzzing in New York. They were Raymond. Melo is from New York. Felton no years. way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, he's gotten. He let himself go a little bit lately. <laughs> I've seen a recent picture of him. You know. Okay, and D book. What do you think about him? I like D book. He's just oh, yeah. so like simple, like. It, like old school retro mind type He's fire, way he bro. works. Yeah, exactly. He's I, one of my top 10 favorite players, no doubt. Yeah. So, I, I mean, the, uh, the state of their team is what is the only reason I, you'd have concern with it. You know what I mean? Like if Kevin Durant is, I don't know, injured, washed up two or three years. Yeah. What, what is that team? Devin books on a D books on a, team that he's got to carry again. definitely not drafting and this, yeah and then in this in this league Devin Booker's great but yeah him alone they're a, a playing team if he's balling out of his mind and like, so is this a this is gonna we're we're bringing this all together so is this gonna be a problem then where D book knows they can't just get someone free agency most likely because everyone says yes to the any star always says yes to the contract extension with their original team because they get these rights where it can be bigger than signing as a free agent so, with the Suns not having anything for a long time, is D-Book eventually once KD retires or maybe when uh, Seattle becomes a team and KD goes back there, 
they got nothing to do. And that can be scary as a thought. I know players don't give a shit about picks at all. Especially if he doesn't have his ring by then. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. he's they're in, if you can believe it, bro, the 2015 draft class is in year nine. Andrew Wiggins is in his 10th year in the NBA, if you can believe that. If you don't feel old yet, he was bro. Old, old Adidas, Minnesota Timberwolves, ugly blue jerseys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And that, those those Nike jerseys, they've been around now for eight years, if you can believe that, too. Man. I know. That feels like – that was a huge transition, I feel It was like. an awesome transition. Yeah. And then they added sponsors two years later. That's been – so that's been seven, six years. I know, bro. I know, and there's not a lot of teams without a sponsor nowadays. There's there used to be none, but then uh, money train started coming in. Man, man, you know. All right, interesting thoughts on. I got that's all for the buyer buy. If you got time, let's just end a note on these T wolves because people care about them. Do you want to know the score right now? Yeah, yeah, give it to me. One seventeen ninety four over the Bucks. One seventeen over ninety four is everyone playing for the Bucks? It's a good question. I just got an alert. Box score. Yeah, look at that. What do you got for me? Okay. What are your expectations for the outcome of the season? They're currently 35 and 16, tied for first, but they're technically the two seed because they lost the tie with the Thunder. I have to mention this. The last game against the Bulls, not this game currently, last game against the Bulls, they're outscored by 15 in the fourth quarter and OT combined. Yeah, watch that one. That was bad. Then they were outscored 28 to 18 in another game in a fourth quarter by the Orlando Magic, and they lost that. They also lost to the Spurs and got outscored in the fourth quarter, 33-22. to I'm not including a good OKC Thunder win. I'm not including a couple other wins that I've missed throughout that schedule in there too. But I thought that would be a factor that you need to kind of bring up. Monte Morris isn't going to solve this, guys. No, I agree. <laughs> no, I, I love, didn't think that. but I like Monte Morris. Yeah. Um, what do I really think? I think Second-round exit? Don't even think about the matchups. Don't even say no, matchups. Say matchups are the thing. Um, yeah, like second round, you got. I mean, you got to get out of the first round if yeah. you're the Timberwolves. You just have to yeah. at this point. You, you're giving up so much. You're at, at a certain point. It's got to become like, a, what do we got to do to get over the hump? Um, the second round, they, I mean, they, they can be competitive with anybody. Yeah. I mean, like the Nuggets, they'll be there. The Clippers, they'll be there. The Thunder, they can be there with their their size and. Shea yeah. cannot. I mean, Shea can't carry carry them over the T Wolves for that game or for that many games. So he'd need other guys to step up, which they're capable of doing. It'll be a great. It would be a great series. But you know who's coming in for that? Jalen Williams is going to come in with that. Yeah, man. exactly. I actually believe in that guy. Yeah, he's really good. Seriously. I mean, he could have been. I mean, it would have been a stretch. There's other. I mean, like Darren Fox, the bonus didn't win, but if he would have been. Someone they would have said his name for the All Star game. It wouldn't have been like the most shocking. Thing I would have been absolutely been the most shocking. Well, yeah, when you name the other guys like Darren Fox, the bonus who didn't make it. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, and he, I think he that, deserved. Cons- I'll backtrack yeah. that consideration. Uh, not, yes, yes, you can throw him in the snub conversation if you want. Yeah, I would. I would say Carl Anthony Towns probably didn't deserve the All Star uh, nod this year. I would have given it to Sabonis. Depends on. Yeah, well, the I mean, the. Do you tr- care about record that much? Steph Curry made it. We we're, we haven't. Yeah, been that's over true. I was gonna season. say the like between Fox and Sabonis, you should argue one Kings guy should have made it. But then what precedent are you really set, setting that? Yeah. The off team. They don't need to be expanded though. The rosters though, right? 
it's good at the number, especially since we usually 12, get at least, isn't it? Yeah, and we usually get like one to two replacements. We already got two replacements yeah, in the East. Either, Lawrence, you know, really D'Angelo Russell made an All Star replacement one year. That was D Book's first All Star time when he made a replacement. You know, Ant's, those are cool. Ants last year, yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, Ant was a replacement last year. Yeah. I mean, those are always fun. It does not need to be expanded. No. All right, I can see. I honestly think there's a chance that the Timberwolves could win in a seven game series against OKC. No, that yeah, absolutely. Yes. I just don't think so in the West, let's say they're the two seed. Yeah. You jumble up those teams in the top four, Suns are on the five, I think Pelicans six, and you assume the Kings are in there. Mm-hmm. You're the five seed. Let's say they're the let's say they're the three seed. They have the Kings of first round. Yes. It's not easy, but you you'd like, you're gonna get that you'd done. like your odds if you're the You're gonna get that done. You are going into the Clippers, let's say. Let's say they're the two seed. You got seven games of that. And yeah. And then you got to go to the Nuggets. Yeah. You got two games of that. I like the Timberwolves. Yes. <laughs> but it's like at a certain point, you just – some. it just feels like when they're playing, there are some games where they win the game, but there are other games in which – you feel like the other team has to mess up in order for them to to stay in it or to win the game. Do you and think I they think, choose their games? I don't think so. I think I think Ant's too competitive. I think I don't think that like if you're out of a game early, then it maybe it hurts mentally, right? Yeah, exactly. Talk to me about that. Yeah, give me a little. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I can't relate from an NBA standpoint, but no, like but if you, you're out of it and yeah. it's just like, especially in a, in a seven game series, it's game two. If you picked up, like let's say they're home, or let's say they're away for the first two games, you win the fir- you win game one on the road. Game two, you come out, you're down. That's a twenty win. at half. You like, win that. I was gonna say, yeah. yeah you're, like, your mental state, yeah, is like, all right, we we stole one, we stole one, we're coming back home. As they say, a playoff series doesn't start until someone faces elimination. Yeah, exactly. Yes, the, yeah. They're, so I don't think they really pick their spots, but. I don't know. Like they're, the competitive edge is there. They have a little bit of maturity with Conley. I don't think Jaden McDaniel's going to punch a wall again. I think Na- I think Nas a good like level headed dude in the locker room. Like I like him. A it lot. brings and some pizzazz to his team. Brings the fans in. Brings yeah. a lot of spirit, bro. Do you? Um, so do you? Let's say you're in. It seems like you're in on the Timberwolves right now, at least from a fan standpoint of watching and enjoying watching them and seeing them win and cheering for them. Let's say a playoffs coming around and the Timberwolves are facing an elimination in a playoff series. Is your heart racing as a fan for that kind of stuff? How much are you in on this team? Not as in saying they're going to win it all. I'm saying like in on feelings wise and emotions and stuff like that. I'm I've thought about this because I I like I'm a ride or die for the Packers. Like the Packers, right, like right. that that stuff. Like we watched it here. Like we we're like that game. Like I was. I was depressed for a little bit when they lost. Like I was, as like you that. should. And some people think that's childish. I'm like, bruh, nah, it's you're fun. Su- well, you're supposed to care. Yeah. Yeah. Timberwolves. I like. I'd love to see them win, but I. I mean, like, I, knowing like what goes into me being like a Packers fan. Yeah. I don't want to like feel like it's. I don't want to fake it with uh, with like being a Timberwolves sure. fan. Like, like I'm not like Packers. I got like long sleeves. I got shirts. I got Fuck sweatshirts. Yeah. I got hats. I got all. Hell yeah. Got, like Timberwolves. I don't. I got like a hat, and I'm like, like, like <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if they just didn't catch me young enough. Like maybe if they were good when I was. I mean, like so many guys, like the Bulls. Like how many Bulls fans are Bulls fans just because they were what they were in the in the 90s? Yes. 
Um, so maybe the Timberwolves were what they are now back when I was a kid. It's a little bit of a different story, but like, yeah, like I'm always rooting for them, but like, yeah. I, I can't, I can't claim that, that Bill Simmons Celtics fandom or the, or like my, for the Packers like yeah. fandom like that. Like I can't fake that with the Timberwolves. Do you think it's too hard for you to get into that? Cause it's an 82 game season or there's just so much going on during this time. Or is it just because you're already into the Packers and you don't really want to have like a second team that you're really into like that? Well, 82 makes it harder to dial in like mm-hmm. you, like you do. Like I'll watch every, like it's easier to watch every Packer snap than it is to watch every, sick every that Timberwolves way. game. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that's the nature of it, but that's why they're bigger. Oh yeah, absolutely. The NFL. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's easier. They own, they own a day of the week. Fucking insane. Bro. Yeah. Yeah, imagine that. They need to make it thirty for thirty on that. Like, what, what? if I told you Sundays in America? Yeah, something like that, that. would be, yeah. dude. They got it. I mean, that's they, a great idea. They, yeah, maybe I'll do that. But, <laughs> um, Add it to your screenplay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's uh, that's tough. I mean, this is also a super busy time for work for me. So like, right. I, I've, I've watched the last couple minutes of a few games here and there. Um, always check the box scores and stuff like that but i miss a box box score preseason summer league since 2015 i think 15 that's the number i was telling my my roommates earlier i said it was like 2018 yeah i I think it's just my love started that 2015 draft so my love started the warriors championship is 2015 is kentucky year where wisconsin beat them and stuff booker yeah Yeah, yeah. carl anthony towns harrison twins sam decker yeah frank frank year oh yeah um but before that, obviously, the Warriors won that championship. But the first game I ever watched was a Clipper game, mm-hmm. and it's their baby blue half sleeves, you know? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, holy – like, the reason why I like number three is because of Chris Paul. Like, that's my favorite number. Mm-hmm. And it's a small guard. He's a traditional point guard. I'm like, yeah. this guy's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. And the lob is my favorite play in the whole game of basketball. I think it's the most satisfying. It's just amazing. And so I was, like, locked on them for a little while, and then – playoffs came around I'm like oh the Warriors oh fuck yeah, yeah that was yeah. awesome and then I really get into it it's the 2015 draft and it's become my favorite draft ever I love the players Porzingis like uh D'Angelo Russell uh Kelly Oubre uh yeah it was a fun they, ass draft yeah well yeah and that's the, that's uh the college also builds into it also that with, all was these, crazy, with all these bro. like they're talking about Trey like Jones. talent yeah like talent in the league and all Oka that kind four. of stuff yeah exactly like you see these guys like like kelvin johnson at kentucky like they kentucky's a top five team best player on a top five team you just think oh he's a stud and then he comes in the nba sure he's good he's averaging what 20 20 a game he's for the spurs seasons, yeah, yeah exactly but like you just had like that that might misconstrued our or maybe it doesn't. Maybe it's just like we know what these guys are capable of. We have this many guys in the NBA that are mm-hmm. doing this in college, and now they're on the bench. Like Peyton Pritchard's that good at Oregon and getting eight <laughs> minutes a game for the Celtics, like yeah, stuff like that. But. I used to watch him all the time too, bro. Like I thought he was going to get traded too the, today, honestly. But, you know, it's it, – that's just 2015 that year. We were probably – you are probably like – I think you are probably a sophomore in high school or some shit like that freshman maybe i was 2018 grad yeah and and, i mean that that ncaa tournament was probably the best i've ever watched other than the zion one because that shit was lit man the the duke hype on that one i was all that was the tiest year i think that was the tiest 
Justice Winslow, Grayson Allen, Quinn Cook. Grayson Allen, Quinn Cook. And then it was Kaminsky. Kaminsky, Sam Nigel Decker. Hayes, Bronson Koenig. Uh, Zach Showalter for Wisconsin. I, <laughs> I don't know that. these Wisconsin players. I, well, yeah, I remember that stuff. That, that game was nuts. That was a, I think the Badgers final four back to back years, and then they made it to Natty. They're number five ranked right now, I think, bro. Uh, they've lost three straight. Yes, sir. They I'll never forgive straight. Daniel for transferring. To, I mean, to going to. Oh. Man, that man. one hurts, man. Out of all the schools, just Can't go to Baylor. To I know, man. He's gonna be. Well, they're good this year. They got the I AJ know. store. They, they're they starting, a, to get, starting to get transfers. Like he's from a, oh, he's a yeah. St. John's guy. Transfers. Oh, really? Some, New York, St. John's. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> is it possible to do a D three or a D two to D one transfer? Yeah, is that there's a thing? one guy like uh, there's one guy talking about it. Um, it's pretty. T- I mean, it's it's it would be a hard transition, but it's doable. Who was the guy that was from Minnesota who's now in? playing overseas but remember he played that year with the raptors and then he played with the orlando magic but he was uh from baylor Freddie gillespie yes yeah, yes he, was played the, he was D2 carlton or guy right? carlton d3 d3 yeah so we st john's would play him twice a year you saw him once in college or is he no he's your age? older he's he's at least four years older than me i think oh okay he was never at carlton when i was at okay yeah st john's yeah All right, everyone, that's going to do it for the Bench Points podcast today. If you liked it, you know, hit the description. I got all the links to the social media. Subscribe to the show. Uh, leave a rating if so desired, if you if it moves you in any sort of way that you want to leave a review. Um, I really appreciate everyone listening. So uh, stay tuned for more. New episodes dropping regularly. Peace.